0: People lie, people cheat, people do bad things, people steal. All of those things that people do, we haven't changed. We get depressed. We mourn for those that have passed away. All of those things are helped by reading the scriptures. The scriptures tell us how to cope with those items. And the, the world may have changed, but men have not and the words are as good today as they were when they were written. About 15 years ago or so, Nancy and I got an opportunity to go to a museum there in Houston, where they had a traveling exhibit of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, if you're not really familiar with the Dead Sea Scrolls, they were scrolls that were found in 1946 in some caves near the Dead Sea. Howbeit, the name Dead Sea Scrolls, and the seal the Many of the pots were sealed and the contents were in fairly good shape. And what they were were copies of the Old Testament. And they were written somewhere between 50 years before Christ was born to somewhere around 150 years after he was born. There is discussion on who wrote them and why they were there and why they were left and why people were gone. But they, they ran across these caves that had these scrolls in them. It was the Old Testament only. It was surely copies of the Old Testament by Jewish scholars of the time. This is what some of them looked like. They were in pretty bad shape. This is the first page, as we call, of the Bible, in the beginning God created heaven and earth. Fortunately, we have scholars that have got more patience than I've got because a lot of the writings were on copper tubing, so to speak, looked like about half a tube of copper, uh, pipe. As you can see right there, how'd you like to spend hours and hours and hours with a magnifying glass trying to read what that says? They were in pretty bad shape. But one of the writings that they found in one of the pots was the book of Isaiah, which to me is very important because the book of Isaiah has lots of prophecies of Jesus Christ. And it is nice and interesting to have a copy that's 2,000 years old that's very close to what we see today in our Bible. It's almost the complete book. As you can see there, there's a few words that are missing. Ancient words. They're just as true today as they were then. These were surely copies. They were copies of copies of copies because the books were written... more than a 1,000 years before this copy was made. And this copy is 2,000 years old, but God has made sure that we have his word. Jesus said in John 12, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in that last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but of the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment which I say, should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Jesus used the Old Testament to confirm himself. He spoke of the words that God had told him to speak, spoke to him things to say. In John 1, the very familiar beginning of the book of John, where he talks about that Jesus Christ was the Word. He was the Word. He was in the beginning. Nothing was made that Jesus was not around. He had the Word. He was the Word. The fourth verse says, In in Him was life, and the light was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. God came... uh, God came as his son, Jesus Christ, and spoke to the people. And many of them did not understand or comprehend. I like the new revised standard uh, interpretation of the darkness comprehended it not. It says the darkness has not overcome it. In the very beginning, what did the devil say? He said, you won't die. Surely you won't die. Jesus said, if you eat of the tree, you're going to die. What did the devil say? No, you're not going to. Surely you won't die. From that point on, the devil has tried his best to destroy the the Scriptures. He's tried to twist the Scriptures. He's tried to get men to think the Scriptures weren't very important. He's done everything he can, but the darkness has not overcome it. We have it today, and we can read it. Whenever... The scriptures say the same thing three times. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have this. It's something that we ought to pay attention to that's important. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Darkness is not going to overcome the word of God. The devil will not be able to change it and destroy it because God won't let him. Everything else may go away and will at the last day, but not his word. How do we know what's there if we don't read it? My wife taught literature at uh, Clarendon College over here for a few years, and part of the book had some readings from the Bible because it's certainly a literary work. And she would give assignments there, and she's had a, a woman that was a little older student that had a husband, and she came back and said, you know, when I have these assignments to read, I read it, I read it out loud to my husband, and we discuss it, or we look at it. And I, we don't, I don't remember the exact words of what she told me was, but she came back and said, you know, my husband said, you know, there's a lot of good stuff here. People ought to read it. It makes sense. Well, Yeah. Bible sitting on your nightstand, Bible in the bookshelf. You may have a Bible, but if you're not reading it, what good is it? I'd like to talk about the account that we find in Second Kings. In Second Kings we find the king Hosea, Hosea. He was a king, he started it said it when he was eight years old, a young, young person as king. And he had decided that the temple needed to be refurnished and rebuilt and fixed up. And he had sent a bunch of people to do it, and he <coughs> excuse me, put in charge Hilkiah, the high priest. Hilkiah, when he went over to the temple to see how things were going, it says that he came into Saphon the scribe, and he said, I have found a book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Saphon, and he read it. He took that book and gave it to the king, Josiah. And Siphon the scribe showed the king, saying, Hekiah the priest had delivered me a book. And Siphon read it before the king. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. Later on it says he wept. He was distraught. Why? What did the Old Testament say if you didn't do the law? God said he would punish greatly the children of Israel, that he would punish them for not doing the law. And before Josiah came along, you had Manasseh. And Manasseh was a king that reigned for a number of years, and he was evil, the scriptures tell us. He drove the people away from the law. He set up idols to be worshipped, all of these things. And Josiah didn't know what was going on. He became king at eight years old, following this man. And then he has the book read to him, and he realizes what a strait his people are in. Now, Josiah sent uh, the priest and some others to find out what was going to happen to the people because of this book. And they found a prophetess, a woman prophes- prophesier, Hilda. Huldah, she'd say H U L D A H, and God through her told Josiah, he said these people are going to be totally uh, punished. It's going to be great anxiety. There's going to be great problems. They're going to be uh, lose at war. Things bad are going to happen because they have not followed the law. But Hilda said, God through Hilda told the king of Judah. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard, because thine heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spake against this place. He says, she told him for that reason, and against the inhabitants, therefore, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and have rent thy clothes, and wept before me. I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. Behold, therefore, I will gather thee unto my father, Fathers, and thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace, and thy eyes shall not see all the evil which I bring upon this place. The prophecies told Josiah that God said, I'm going to bring desolation to the children of Judah, but because of your heart and because you want to do the right thing, I'm going to wait till after you have passed. You will have peace. And he did the children of Judah had peace during the time of Josiah. But almost immediately after the death of Josiah, Nebuchadnezzar from uh, the Babylonians came in and conquered the land and drug people away to Babylonium. And we know the stories there. But God waited for Josiah to pass on. If you look in the parallel scriptures in Second Chronicles, the 34th verse, it adds a little to the story. It says there in the 31st verse, And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul, to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand to it and that happened to Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. It's one thing to have the word read to you. It's another thing to do it. And Josiah said, I am going to do my very best to follow the law. And he said, because I'm king, you're going to do the very best to follow the law. And during the time of Josiah, the children of Judah did their very best to follow the law that God had given them. We've been talking about the Old Testament. But the ancient words are for us as well. Now, I realize that there are a lot of things in the Old Testament that we're not held to anymore. But at the same time, there are a lot of things in the Old Testament that are good for us to know. In Galatians 3 and 6, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness... Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. The Old Testament prophesied and told that you and I as Gentiles can be children of God. And it's good to go back and read those prophecies and to understand them. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy in three, but continue thou in the things which I hast learned and have been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that the child thou hast known the I'm sorry, and that from a child thou hast known the holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. What Scriptures was he talking about? Was it Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Book of Acts? Well, no. He told Timothy that through his mother and grandmother, that he learned of Jesus Christ from the Scriptures, from the Old Testament. And by reading those, he also learned that there was salvation in the coming queen in the, in the Messiah in the Son of God who was coming. He got that from the Old Testament, not the New Testament. Jesus said in Luke the 24th chapter. Just before he ascended into heaven, he told his disciples, he said, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. He didn't leave anything out. Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. They spoke and they prophesied of Christ Jesus. Then opened he their understanding they might understand the scriptures we find that the scriptures say that the Jewish people had a veil over their face and they couldn't see all they needed to see in the Old Testament and Jesus opened the eyes of his disciples that they now understood all of those prophecies all of those things that were written concerning Jesus Christ on the day of Pentecost Peter stood up, and as we know, we, we call it the first gospel lesson. But the people were saying, you guys are all drunk. They were speaking, and everyone could understand them in their own home language, and they said, man, something's wrong. You guys are drunk. And he said, no, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. How can we be drunk? And then he quoted from Joel, the second chapter that we have here. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and on the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. To those people that, he, that Peter was speaking to 40-some-odd days before, they had seen the sun go dark for three hours. And the Scriptures described the moon as shining as though it was blood. So they knew exactly what he was talking about, and they could see that from the Old Testament in Joel that it was prophesied, and this broke to their heart. They could look and say, well, we saw the sun Be darkened for three hours and the moon turned to blood. What do we need to do? This is happening in our time, in our place. We need to try our very best to understand what's in the scriptures. We need to study them, we need to work on them. Some of the things in the scriptures are pretty straightforward and pretty plain. But as all of us know, there are a lot of things in there that are deeper and require study. Back in the end of Acts, in Acts the 28th chapter, we find that the Apostle Paul was in Rome, and as usual, he would go to the Jews first. And the Scriptures tell us that he went to the Jews, and, and some of them believed, some of them wanted more discussion, and some just rejected it and walked away. And for those, Paul quoted Isaiah Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the, wor- the heart of this people is wax gross. And the ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their ho- eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and should not, and I should heal them. There were those that were going to believe, and there were those that weren't. Jesus spoke in parables and the apostles asked him so why do you speak in parables and he said well some of you will understand them and dig deeper into them you'll know what they mean and others won't. He knew right off that by speaking in parables there's something that some that wouldn't accept it or wouldn't understand. You and I need to rightly divide the word of truth. We need to study it so that we understand it and that we can do what we should do. Last week, Ian gave a lesson on the word, by the way. But he discussed Isaiah 28 and 9 and did a very good job of showing an example of what this scripture really means. Who shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? them that are weaned from the, the milk and drawn from the breast mature people for a precept must be upon precept and precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and there a little and Ian used the example of how that Jesus Christ from the very beginning in Genesis all the way up to the birth by a virgin mother was prophesied and there was line upon line and there was example and example and example that led to the conclusion of the Savior of man, the son of God, being born of a woman. We need to look at the scriptures and take them as a whole. You can't just take a line here and a line there. That's not what this means. This means you need to take it as a whole. You need to use the lines and the precepts. And when you come to something to study, you need to look at it as in total context of the scriptures of what's there. We use this, those of us who speak as a really good example of how we should study and how we should take the word as a whole. But look at the next three verses in this Isaiah 28. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to the people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. He said, the scriptures will cause you to have rest and hope. And it will cause you to be refreshed. It says they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was upon them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they may go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. You can go to the scriptures. In fact, mankind pretty much done it. And you can prove just about anything if you're looking for something to prove. If you think this is what I ought to be doing, you go to the scriptures, you'll find something to back you up. And that's because you're doing line upon line and precept on precept and you're not looking at it as a whole. You go to the scriptures to try to prove what you want it to say instead of go to the, right of the scriptures and find out what it says. Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe and mint. and and coming and have omitted the weighty matters of the law judge and mercy and faith these you ought to have done and not to leave the others undone Jesus told the people he said you listen and do what the leaders of the Jewish nation are telling you to do because they've got the word just don't do what they do these scribes and Pharisees had taken the law and they had Whittled it down until they gave a tenth of even the mustard seed that they had, but they had forgot about mercy and faith that's in there. They didn't want to read that part. Instead, they wanted the strict, they wanted the people to strictly adhere to all of those things that are there, without understanding that God also has mercy, and He also has, and through faith we can get, we can get that mercy. Did you notice something different about the lesson this morning? About Not the lesson. But the lesson's always different. Did you notice anything different about our worship service this morning? Fifteen years ago when we were in Well Street, very, very seldom did we ever have anybody read before the lesson. Unheard of almost. And then we moved over here and it was sporadic. Someone, some of the people that were going to give a lesson would have someone read for them once in a while. And I don't know, seven, eight years ago, we started reading every time. Do you know how hard it was for me to get people not to announce that? Not to say that's what we were going to do? Not to put it up on the board? Why? Because it's a tradition. Now, I believe it's a great tradition. It's always good to read the scriptures. It helps those that, of us that prepare a lesson because we can use it as sort of a lead into to our lesson, and we usually do. But it's still a tradition we don't have to have it, but it only took five or six or seven years before that came so ingrained in the way we do services that when you don't do it, you're saying, somebody forgot. Monty must have forgot to get somebody. Or John forgot to get a, get someone to read. It's a tradition. In Matthew 15 and 1, Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of of Jerusalem saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Now, is it good to wash your hands before you eat? My mother taught me that when the time I was four or five years old. You got to get your hands washed clean before you eat. So it wasn't that that Jesus was concerned about. It's the fact that they had decided that because of that tradition, the men had done something that was against God's will because they didn't wash their hands. Jesus drove a lot more deeply into the question. For he said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your traditions? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother. And he that curses father or mother, let him die the death. Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift, by whatsoever thou mayest be profited by me, I'm your son, and I'm a gift to you. And honor not my father, his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandments of, the, of God of none effect by your traditions. Ye hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, but in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. There are many, many religious organizations in the United States today that have very detailed creeds of how they're going to worship God. And those creeds are traditions of men, and they're written by men, and it has become in many places that they are more important than the Scriptures. In fact, if you don't like what the Scriptures say, you just change the creed to fit the time. We have to be careful that we don't have traditions that supersede what the Scriptures tell us to do. finish up the lesson this morning, I want to talk just for a minute of dive deeply into the Word. We've talked about we need to study. we talked about we need to look into the Word. But we really do need to study and understand it and work hard at it. We need to dive into it. Look what the Apostle Paul said to the Hebrew brethren. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of the faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. What did Paul tell these people? He said, the very principles are baptism. He said, let's not just stick with that. He said that, Resurrection of the dead, that's a, a principle. We don't want to stay on that forever. How about eternal judgment or eternal life? Those are things that the Apostle Paul thought or knew were just the principles that you and I are about. So what does that mean? That means those are good things and we need to preach those things. But there is a lot more in there. A lot deeper stuff to be found. And you're never going to find it if you don't look for it. Again, in Hebrews 5, For everyone that uses the milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised in discerning both good and evil. If we study the scriptures and we dig deeply into them, they will... Set our conscience correct. We will know what is good and bad. People say, well, back when the Bible was written, nobody knew about the Internet. Nobody knew about movies. Nobody knew about watching TV. No. But if you discern the Scriptures and you study the Scriptures and your conscience is there, you'll know what's bad on the Internet. It don't have to be written in chapter and verse. And you'll know what's good in the internet you'll know what is good that somebody does and you'll know what's bad and it doesn't have to be in chapter and verse why because you've studied the scriptures you understand them and by reason of use you can discern what is good and what is evil finally in john 5 and 39 search the scriptures for in them you think that you have eternal life And they are they which testify of me. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior, he's in those scriptures. And we need to read in those scriptures and need to understand what the scriptures are about and need to look at that line and line and precept and precept as a whole to understand. Because in them is our Savior. Our chance for eternal life is in the scriptures. I hope there's been something, the lesson for you to think about and study in the coming weeks. It is a custom at this time that we offer a song of invitation for those that might be sufficiently taught of the word and might want to have their sins removed through baptism by confession, by repentance, and thereby having their sins washed away. Let us stand and sing two Verses, of the song selected, and come forth if you wish to make your wishes known. Your broken heart, all far by sin, if I'll be at anew, it's all again.